welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending October 13th, 2023. I'm Sophie Antal-Gibert, and I'm joined today by my colleague and friend, Olga Bezrikov, Portfolio Manager for the Multi-Asset Team. Hello, Olga. How are you? I'm good, Sophie. How are you doing? It's very good to be here with you. I am thrilled to be here with you, too. I was hoping that we could cover two topics today that are really making a lot of headlines, not just in recent days, but also in the past. Um, But starting off with, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Israel-Gaza war um, that has recently broken out, and also an update on U.S. inflation. Does that sound okay? Sounds great. All right. So maybe starting with the Israel-Gaza war, obviously our hearts at Russell Investments go out to all those who have been affected directly and indirectly by by the conflict and the crisis in the Middle East. Um, I'm wondering from your perspective with your portfolio manager hat on, how are you viewing that situation and its potential ramifications for the global economy and for global markets? So our own Paul Eidelman has put out a great summary of our views on Monday, Um, but to provide a bit of an update about any potential changes in our thinking and how the markets have behaved throughout the week. As Paul has mentioned, the main risks to the global economy from the Israel-Gaza war are through the oil markets, with ongoing watch points being around the conflict escalation and broadening that could expand throughout the region and disrupt the oil supply. The reaction in the markets on Monday morning certainly demonstrated investors considering these risks in their flight to safety. For example, we had bond yields um, initially fall. But I would say that rates have largely gone back to the levels that they were at the last week by the end of this week. Um, Equity markets as well started Monday with a risk off tone, but have recovered by the end of the day and have continued climbing throughout the week, even though certainly there have been bouts of volatility. And of course, The price of oil spiked on Monday, but has since gone back towards the October lows of last week. What's important to note here is that if we look at the prior periods of conflicts in the region, and even those that directly disrupted the oil supply, we have seen sometimes significant but increasingly shorter-lived volatility in the energy markets. And with that analysis, I am including the market reaction to the first Gulf War as well. However, it should be noted that both the nature and the immediate impacts of the present conflict are different from what has happened in the past. Um, Also, the global oil supply has changed dramatically since the 70s and even 90s. And the U.S. economy in particular is not as sensitive to the energy shocks as it used to be. So overall, our view remains that the impact to the markets is likely to be modest and transitory. But this is very much still an evolving situation that will be closely monitored in the coming weeks. That's really helpful perspective and, and a helpful reminder to Olga that, you know, while history doesn't repeat itself, it often rhymes. So what are some of the similarities and differences from past situations like this um, and events? Shifting gears a little bit, um, U.S. inflation has been sort of a watch point for us, for many investors, for the Fed. What, what are the latest updates there? What are the latest numbers showing? Is it is it going up? Is it coming down? Obviously, that has implications for a lot of different things. Of course, yes. So this week we got price inflation data for both producers and consumers in the U.S. And both came in a touch above expectations, highlighting that the continuing cost pressures are impacting the U.S. economy. First, touching on producer price inflation, it came in hotter than expected because of the gasoline prices drove the goods prices higher. On the consumer side, the consumer inflation remained at around 3.7% in September, which is also a touch higher than expected. 
And a lot of this was due to less of a decline in energy prices than anticipated, which of, of course is also a reminder to us that energy markets do impact the inflation situation in the US and globally. What's positive is that we are continuing to see slowing inflationary pressures across categories like food, new vehicles, shelter, and transportation services. And additionally, the cost for used cars and trucks um, has continued to decline, which is further helping to get inflation closer to the Fed target. Now, of course, it is remaining stubbornly above that target, but we also had a number of Fed speakers over the last couple of weeks and one of the common themes across the various speeches has been that they are sensitive to the sharp rise in the long-term treasury yields that we've experienced. And they're seeing it as another form of tightening of financial conditions. This might mean that they might not need to hike as far as the rate market uh, is, is proposing right now. And maybe the market is actually doing some of the heavy lifting for them. And what this means altogether is that in light of this recent Fed chatter and the inflation data that it came out this week, we do expect the FOMC meeting in November to be a pause for the interest rate hikes. Okay, well, we will see. November is just around the corner, so we will definitely be keeping our eye on that. Olga, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but thank you so much for your insights and for taking the time to share them with us. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon.